everybody, and welcome to the greatest combat sports and culture show, the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. This is episode 252, and this is our fight roundtable. So we're going to have a good time today. Um, as you guys see already next to me, man, uh, I got I got some friends. We got some people waiting for it, man. So let's just go ahead and jump right in, man. First and foremost, as always, on these shows, man, uh, my brother from another man, the boxing guru himself, B-Cam. Brother, what it do, man? Thank you for joining me on the show today. No, it's good, my guy. Thank you for having me, per the usual. Always happy to connect with y'all, boys. And uh, it's a ton to talk about. Last week, this so upcoming much. weekend, we're going to have fun today. Oh, it's going to be a good one, man. And also, on the show, bro, I'm so happy to have this man back. Um, I love what they're doing. If you guys haven't had an opportunity to check their, their, their page out on YouTube, you fucking need to, okay? Great breakdowns, great show. Aldridge, my boy from the Fight Dialogue. Bro, what it do? Aldrich, you hear me? Lose connection. Uh-oh, no, I'm right here, brother. Okay, all right. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bro. How you living? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I was a big fan of you guys as well, too, so thank you. Um, let's get to it. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, we got a good one today, man, so check it out. Uh, look, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, both of you guys are on the East Coast right now. Uh, like I said, yeah, actually, similar area. You got DC and Pennsylvania, yes. Yeah, I mean, we we, we like it's a, we not I mean, far. y'all out there. Yeah, like I said, I, I mean, wherever it is, is far from me. Damn it, it's cold and shit. Where y'all at? <laughs> What's the weather like where y'all at right now? Snow, snowing. Thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> dang, <laughs> we got like we got like we got like five inches of snow right now. Oh, that's a, you know what though? Here's the thing. I'm low key jealous. Okay. And again, for those who've listened to the show, fam, I'm Chicago. What what am I doing? Look at you guys look all small in the corner. I don't like that shit. Hello, gentlemen. Now I can see you. Look at the faces. Uh, But like I was saying, man, at the end of the day for me, man, it's like I'm Chicago dude from the Midwest. It's always chilly up there. Um, and, And for the holidays, you're used to that nice, you know, coziness. You're used to the, you know, the winter, the winter glow. Man, it is warm out here. It is hot. I got palm trees. It doesn't feel right, but it's my new normal. So it is what it is. But I can't stunt, nigga. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you guys. Enjoy that snow. Enjoy that actual holiday feeling. <laughs> Honestly, with COVID this year, so many people staying put. Like you're not that's really real. missing nothing. That's real. Yeah, man, that, that's real, man. Um, and and please, people, we said this week. We'll say it every week. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. And wash your ass. I mean, come on, let's stay safe out here, people. <laughs> I mean, I would hope they prioritize that before you were listening today. Well, nigga, look, I'm be honest with you. The fact of the matter is, if they didn't wash their hands, they're probably not washing their ass. Let's just be honest. I mean, in terms of order priority, like, I'm you wash saying, your ass before you wash your hands. I, I, I hope I, so. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Wash um, your hands, wash your ass, you know. And please, wear a mask. Stay clean. And stay clean. All right. Stay home. Just stay home. <laughs> and it, 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 if you in Atlanta, move. Man, bro. Yo, for, for, for real. What is going... Every time I see a clip... I don't know if you guys do, because obviously, you know, we talked about it here on the show. Me and B did. Audrick, I don't know if you had an opportunity to check it out, but, you know, we saw what happened in Atlanta with, uh, with Gucci and Jeezy for the versus battle. Fam, afterwards, the parties that they had... Yo, what is going on in Atlanta? Like all they like they don't even give a fuck about COVID. They're acting like that's just not doesn't even exist. They yeah. don't at all. <laughs> I really think it's like a culture thing. Like Atlanta's Black Hollywood, and like 
Bruh. While there's a ton of cities where like, you know, niggas be scamming and niggas be flexing. Like Atlanta, you must flex. People go there to flex and they cannot give it up, right? Like they just can't. And so yeah, I mean motherfuckers they gonna be flexing their ass straight to the morgue. That's some <laughs> bullshit. Like, yo. Like, everybody I don't I know, it. Everybody I know in Atlanta had COVID. Yeah, yeah, I Please, I lived man. there for eight years. I've eight, I lived there for eight years. Um, my sister lives there currently. They don't care at all. Like really? they really don't. Like and like B Cam said, like people come down and flex. They it's the culture thing. It literally it is right now. Well, man. Well, look, man. Speaking of people flexing, let let's go ahead and jump into it for people. There's been a lot of flexing going on, man. And uh, and for me, this is something that I I hate. This is something that it, it burns me up on the inside. But gentlemen, I'm going to ask, and, and I'm going to start with the guru with this question. I, I, you told me you wasn't going here. I, I know, but here. here's, the, here's the problem. You said it yourself. The, it, when it's on every single show, every single show, we have to at least address it. And bro, are YouTube stars taking over boxing? What, what no. the fuck is happening? No. Nope. I was listening. To, Go ahead, please explain. I was listening to Stephen Espinoza today. So Stephen Espinoza is the head love of boxing for for Showtime. Yes, I love him sometimes. Sometimes but, you're right. Uh, so, but he was speaking about how you know they have like mass singer or all, all type of uh, American Idol and everything. No one says the recording industry is dead, right? We we all listen to our music on our streaming platforms just fine, and that there's two totally different things. So I think there's an opportunity for a world to be created where boxing can still be separate. Boxing doesn't have to be disrespected at everybody, as everybody's making it seem. And clearly there's a market for this. People are watching. People are retweeting. People are liking. There's a market for this. They're going to continue to do it if there's money to be made. Shit, we'll continue to do it if there's money to be made. Nigga. Okay, so here's the thing. So my boy Aldrick, man, what do you think? Man, What are your thoughts on this? And again, oh, man. you are... You, at, at, you you've admitted like you know you're like a little bit more casual for boxing. So for somebody coming from that end of it, when you're looking at boxing, bro, like do you look at boxing being an MMA guy? Like man, we whooping y'all ass. In a way, yes. And it's like it's sad because <laughs> it's like boxing. I watched it a lot growing up, and it's a highly decorated sport. So seeing like YouTubers and everything just coming over to the sport is like it's bringing publicity, but not the publicity you want. It's kind of putting a bad name on it. And it's like, man, it's like, what are you doing? And it's also taking away the shine from upcoming fighters and rising stars as well. So that's another thing. I get it. It's marketing, but it's not the best marketing strategy. Now, here's the thing. I'm with both of y'all. Like, uh, it, it, it's tough, right? Because you look at it and this has been a part of the sport forever. And, and MMA side, we can't talk shit either. I mean... We let Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell ancient ass go out there and throw fisticuffs, okay? Like, we have nothing to talk about. We let Bob Sapp go out there and fight whoever the fuck Bob Sapp wanted to fight. You know what I mean? It's a part of the game. It's a part of uh, of the sports. And, and let's be honest, Tyson Fury, him doing the WWE, this is the same shit. It's all one and the same. It's all entertainment. And at the end of the day, if it's going to give us more recognition it is i guess i mean it's keeping it's keeping combat sports on the tip of everybody's tongue so i i think when you look at it in that regard it's it's it's, it's okay right I, th- I guess we have to look at it that way but uh l- let's ask about this with these these main fights we've been seeing it 
It's been on YouTube. We've seen everything. Yo, what do y'all take of this? And I'm going to keep this short. Short as fuck. What do you take of this fucking Logan Paul fiasco? What do y'all feel about what's going on with him calling out Connor and Dylan Dennis? Is anything going to come of it? He is on a trolling fiasco. Fiasco. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if anything comes on it. I think you start to... Yeah, we definitely don't start, know if anybody comes on it. We start we start to get into a different realm once we talk about YouTubers fighting actual fighters that aren't like... If he was fighting a Roy Jones Jr. who's super old and way out of his prime and probably not going to like just knock him out and probably carry him for a few rounds. That's a little bit different. But a guy like Conor, Conor McGregor, he's here for the show. He talked about his wife. You know, he probably knock you the fuck out. I'm here to see it, though. I mean, but I, I do think there, there's, an, there's an area where we start to talk about the danger of the sport. Triple G right. did an interview this week that I, I mentioned to you. I believe yeah. it was with the zone. And he was yeah. saying that he'd be open to these celebrity-type boxing matches. Nigga, Triple G? What? Against a Jake Paul or somebody like that? You, you know what, man? Look, nigga gonna learn today. Go ahead and send him out there. I'm all for it. I'm at this because this is where I'm at now. Because at first, I had such a feeling deep down inside. I, I got mad. I'm like, what is Jake doing? Like, and y'all even know how I feel about Connor. I am not a Connor McGregor stand by any stretch. McTwitter can keep it over there, okay? I am not the biggest <laughs> Connor fan. I'm not. But. Yo, you gonna put some respect on Mr. McGregor's name, okay? Mr. Proper 12's name and, and young Danny over there, the mother of his young <laughs> children, okay? You gonna put some respect on him name because at the end of the day, you know what, man? Yo, Connor is a real-life savage. Now, let me ask you gentlemen this. Jake Paul was offered to fight a, a legit MMA fighter with a huge following. I said, I'll, ta- I'll be Huckleberry, and Jake turned that fight down. Gentlemen, do you want to know who that person was? Uh, I would guess Dylan Dennis or no, no, Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz. Nope. nope that's not it either. Yo- Yoel. No, I, Yoel Romero. <laughs> they said, we'll be your Huckleberry. And, and Jake Paul said, no. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, like, he, it, it's funny to say he said no, because Yoel Romero, like any of these other guys would obviously whoop his ass. But Yoel Romero is not the draw that he's looking for. He's looking for the draw. He's looking for the people. And that's what Conor McGregor is going to bring to the table. Of course. And, and especially because at the end of the day, look what they're trying to do. The big brother got Floyd Mayweather. The little brother's trying to get the biggest draw in MMA. The, it, it, it's honestly, it's brilliant. They're they're businessmen. They're trying to. I mean, they're putting their body and in, in in their livelihoods on the line for for to get a buck. It's really what they're doing. They're 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 willing to get their ass whooped. I mean, now granted, I think they should stick to the the fucking YouTubers and 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 the and the 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 the, the washed athletes. I think they should keep to that and not the actual fighters because that's the problem. These fighters will do this shit because guess what? A lot of these fighters just like fighting. And for them, this is just going to be a fun day at the park. They do this shit X amount of days a week anyways. They do this shit. You know, oh, I get paid just to smack this fuckboy around? Dude, Chris Weidman tweeted today. Chris Weidman said, yo, if anybody has it. Really? Yeah. Look at you. you. Man. He was out there with all those Long Island boys. What's the name? Uh, Ally Quinta. You know what I'm saying? I, I was thinking about the black dude, Jamaican dude. Al Jermaine. Al Jermaine. Yeah. Al Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Al Joe. Yeah. Al Joe. Look, 
Hey, they're they gonna stop, they gonna stop ducking my boy and disrespecting my man's because they they gonna oh, give yeah. him his title shot. They are. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? He definitely All right. Well, let's get off. I'll I'll say this. As as hardcore fight fans, we need to stop looking at these as fights. It's fun now. Let's 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 enjoy this. Take the fight out of it. Take your emotion out of it. This is WWE. This is entertainment. This is not fighting. This is not boxing. This is it it is WWE. That's all it is. And now that again, and I'm glad you said it. And again, that's kind of I was leading into myself. Fam, it's 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 been one. We we Gucci now. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm going to enjoy these fucking fights, the trolling, all the bullshit. Fuck it. Let it rock. And it is what it is. All right. Uh, anything closing with this one, guys? All right. Let's move on right to the next one. All right. Um, this weekend, there were some fights this past weekend. All right. So uh, I, I don't know if, like I said, you guys are paying attention, but I sure as shit was. Look, there was MMA. There was boxing. Two amazing cards. I mean, in terms of MMA-wise, obviously we have UFC 256. That we'll talk about first, but even on boxing end, we had Anthony Joshua the return there. So we're going to go ahead and talk about both of these matchups. But I'm going to ask you guys this. Because I know both of you watch enough MMA to answer this question. This past weekend, there was an arguable fight of the year with, uh, with Figueredo, the champion, and Brandon Moreno. Uh, were you guys able to see that fight? Yes. No. No, you didn't check it out. All right, so check it out. I know we've seen fights, and I'm going to ask you this, and, and Aldrich, I'm going to start with you in that case. Bro, is this your fight of the year? Oh, man. Uh, at first, I had the women title fight, but after this one, I'm going to have to go with this because, one, the flyweight division, this division was on the verge against Scrap from the UFC. And in a way, Henry Cejudo... You know who's the biggest troll on social media? <laughs> Next <to laughs> save <Jake> this, div- <laughs> yeah, save this division, and then the fact that we have a new champion in Davidson Figueroa, and you know him and Brandon Moreno threw down like we Amazing thought this fight. is going to be a finish Amazing fight. from start to finish. Like blows was thrown, and the pace that was kept at one twenty five. They they created a new name like one twenty five is to look out for. Like hey, we're here to it's stay. Yeah, and they made a fucking statement that we could be marketed, and we it's like, damn, um, that was a great fight. I watched it like five times already. Oh, dude, amazing fight! Now, did you guys both know? And and Brandon, I know you haven't had an opportunity to check it out, but I, well, I want to get your thoughts on this. Now, this fight is an epic fight. Um, it was a uh, it was a majority draw to the champion. Okay. And um, one judge gave it to the one. The reason it ended up being a majority draw is because one judge ended up giving the final round to the challenger, which most people do not believe the challenger won that round. Okay. Now, he also had a point taken away. So, yes, it was a draw, but at the end of the day, because of the point taken away and the shoddy thing, that's the only reason there was a draw. Otherwise, the champion would have won. Uh, but I do want to check, th- th- see what you guys think about this. The night before that fight, 2 a.m. in the morning, Davidson Figueredo gets rushed to the hospital because of food poisoning. Then he goes out there and still fights that fight. Five-round fucking war. Knowing that he had did what he had to go through with that and actually had the thing. For instance, Brandon, for you, I'm going to start with you. Knowing this dude had to go to the hospital the night before and the fight was almost scrapped, being that this was an epic fight, does that make that more impressive? It does. And I mean, that's 
when we remember this fight, people likely won't talk about food poisoning the night before, but it does give you some insight into what these fighters go through. These are people. They're like us. They have loved ones. They have families. They have lives. And they are sitting there making a living by trying to kill the other person to, to a certain extent. So to have food poisoning, and I know I haven't had food poisoning before, but the people that have experienced food poisoning... Ooh. It sounds like the worst, one of the worst things you could ever experience. So to do that and then go in there and push your body to the limit in a right. five round championship match, we can't even fathom that as regular human beings. So it really does speak to the balls that some of these guys have over there um, in MMA. And especially you, you think about people laugh. I, I speak to women sometimes and they say they, they laugh at some of these lower weight classes. Oh, my gosh, 125 pounds. I outweigh him. I could beat his ass. No, you can't. No, you can't. You absolutely nope. cannot beat his ass. Well, here's nope. the thing. I don't know if you guys know this, but the champion, he, the day of the fight, he walks around. He, yes, he's fighting at 125 pounds. He walks around, they said about mid 150, like 155 or so. That's how big this dude is. So he's cutting stupid weight in order to get to that weight class. He is not a little man. He, and he walks around with zero body fat as it is, man. So crazy. Now, I'm going to say this um, in terms of fight of the year, I still am going with the women. I think that Wei Li Zhang, Yoani, and Jacek fight is still the best fight of the year. Only reason I'm going with that for myself is because at the end of the day, in the fifth round, the, those women didn't slow down. In the fifth round, these guys slowed down a little bit. Those women, they, I feel like they picked up the pace even more in that fifth round. You know what I'm saying? That's the That was the only difference in those fights. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. That was the greatest female title fight I ever seen in my life. I was like, one of the greatest fights, damn. period, I've ever seen. And yeah. I'm not even going to make it that, gender neutral on that motherfucker. That, that fight that was pace, sick. That pace was wild. That knot on Shorty's head was crazy. <laughs> Nuts. Like, I mean, just, I mean, just her joint was out there like, like this on her forehead, bro. That mug was looking suspect, man. And it's like you know, it, all in the same. It's like. That's the reason why you watch the sport, but that's also the reason why people don't watch some of the lighter weight classes. Like they want to see people go down and it was entertaining to watch those girls not go down. They were landing bombs on each other. And if if they were bigger, yeah, one of them probably would have went down. But we got to watch that for five rounds. These girls battling out for a championship belt and a fight of the year candidate. I don't think you can deny that. Can't deny that at all. I love it, man. Um, All right, let's move on to the next one. That was an amazing one. Um, Also on that card, uh, actually, let's go back. Let's go. We'll go back and forth because also no, no, that no. night. No, no, no. We're gonna go back and forth. Okay. I, I had something to ask about the card. Oh well, let's keep in that card. Sticking that one, man. We also were able to go out there and see um, the rise of a potential champion and the demise of a former of a legend. Um, Charles Oliveira goes out there, do Bronx, and just big brother Tony Ferguson. And when I say big brother, bro. I had I had two 10-8 rounds. That's how dominant he was in this fight. Um, total domination. He goes out there and dusts off Tony Ferguson. I'm gonna throw it to both you gentlemen. Um, Aldrich, let's start with you. Bro, is Tony Ferguson done? Oh man. Ooh, <sighs> I know it hurts. As MMA fan, bro, as, as a as a hardcore bro, it hurts. But listen, I gotta oh, ask man. a question. I gotta ask you. Is he done? I don't think so. Has he lost a step? Yes. Um, man, Tony Ferguson. But is he done at the top of the weight class? Because if he can't get past these dudes, I mean, is his window of a champion, is his window to be the best in that weight class, is that window closed? In my opinion, yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. And here's why. Because after what we saw what Charles Oliveira did to this man, like... Wait, hold up for a second. Hold up. It looks like we out of nowhere, out of left field. Look what we got. Um, Joining us on the show is what today. We have to give this gentleman, you know, he needs no introduction. The mystic (laughs) one himself. Mystic Black Brother. Brah, <laughs> I was listening. I was listening and I was going crazy. I need to get here. I'm getting home. I'm like, I gotta get on here. What's up, my guys? What's popping, guys? Doing What's up? Well, What's up? Well, dude, thank was, you so much for joining us on the show, man. Can I ask a question? I don't want I don't mean to to, to, to rewind back here, but for those who watch that fight, can we talk about Joe Rogan's commentating? He was making it seem like Brad Moreno was winning all those rounds, but it's just because he was eating the shots. There's a big difference, you know? And that was crazy. And everybody was just like, oh, Moreno won that round. He won that round. Yeah. Listen, Pedro was was eating him up, but Moreno could just take the shots. Big difference. I don't think Moreno won that fight, but it was competitive, yes. I, I'm with you. I think, look, at the end of the day, was it a good fight? It was a very good fight. It was a competitive fight. But in my opinion, there was a clear-cut winner. We know who won that fight, you know? Um, it was competitive because Brandon Moreno was eating shots. Yeah. And he kept eating shots that I think a lot of us wouldn't expect a normal dude that size to eat because he was getting bombed on. And uh, and here's the thing. I, dude, I've never seen somebody literally not, not even attempt to throw a jab. I feel like the only thing Figueredo throws... He are straight, just just straight fastballs all day. That's all he's throwing. And because there's no crowd, you heard every thud. He was sticking that little dude. He's going back and forth. He's blasting him away. And that's what made it. But look, Joe Rogan, fam, I, I've noticed it recently. I don't know if it's whatever the fuck he's smoking in Texas. That sure ain't Cali weed. Because I'm telling you one thing. That motherfucker has been doo-doo with his calls recently. And that's what he's focusing on, Brandon Moreno. And I'm like, well, you're not focusing on the guy who's actually winning. Joe Rogan, his bias has been showing more and more with certain fighters. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, and I want to say, like, I understand when a guy is so dominant, you want to see what the other fighter is going to do to him. Yes, but if he's still getting beat up pretty bad, I think we got to call those two because he wasn't really calling anything that Figueroa threw. Anything Figueroa threw didn't really matter. Yeah, I see him throw it before. No, we got to call that as well and give him that glory in his glory days because these are his big moments. He's just starting to become a champion. So it's going to be very interesting. And as you were saying with the weight cut, I think Fig was not sick. I think he has a really, really tough time making that weight and they have to like mask it a little bit, which I understand. Yeah, Especially because he made it really easily three weeks ago. We forget about that. His last fight was three weeks ago. So he had to cut weight again. And it's easy for us to sit back and think about it like, oh, he just he, it's easy. He can keep his weight down. It don't work like that, people. When you literally you cut that weight, that you gain all that weight right back. So that means he has to go through another direct weight cut after he's gained it back. So it makes sense that he went to the hospital because of a shitty weight cut. I can see it. They said he was yeah. they said he couldn't keep food down either. The fact that he even made that weight is impressive. Kudos to him, yeah. but definitely, definitely had problems taking that way. But continue, guys. I just want to get that in. No, Go I'm ahead. glad you did. I know you're talking about Tony. Let's talk about Tony. Gentlemen, Tony Ferguson got big brother. Okay? I, he got, went out there, got dragged. Um, after seeing what you did, Aldrich, I heard what you we had to say. Uh, Mystic, let's go to you. Bro, 
What are your thoughts on this one? Do you believe that this man actually is? Do you think Tony's done? I do not think that Tony's done. I Let just me ask think you this. Is he yep. done at the elite level? No, I don't think he's done at the elite level. I think he just needs to get a head coach, number one, because when he had Eddie Bravo in his corner and a couple other guys, he was doing way, way better than that. All of a sudden, he wants to do the thing that uh, Diego Ferreira used to do and run his own camp. It makes such a difference when you have a head coach in your camp kind of telling you what to do because I feel like he went in there. kind of. I'm just, I got this. I know what to do. There's no way he's going to out jujitsu me. I got snap jitsu. No. See what happened to him in the, in the, in the, in the cage there. And the same thing that happened to him against engagement. Very how weird. Long has, so, how long has he been gone without a trainer? This is the his first fight. This is his first. Is this his first or second? Is this is the second, second time. This, the past two fights, he hasn't had a, a head coach. And he, the and two this fights fight that he too, got dusted. And this fight too, he, he uh, his nutritionist fired his nutritionist. So he was doing everything himself. So not having those people around you to take control of that, make your pick. It's, it's just like, it's very weird to see. So I don't think he's done with the elite. If he gets a, a head coach, he'll be fine. Is him being a weirdo catching up to him? Because I mean, yes. Tony Ferguson is a weirdo. Yes. And that's what seems like. Oh, I'm a weirdo. I, I heal myself. I don't get ACL surgeries. I'm just going to no, no coach. That's no the Christmas. Yes. Yes. He's a fucking doofy. Yes. That's what's wrong with him. Yeah. And, and, and I heard him and Daniel Cormier got into some kind of an argument during fighter interviews. So that shows you how hard headed he is he, or he might be when, you know, trying to explain things to him or certain ways he's supposed to do things. And you got to be careful. That top five of that lightweight division, you could take a lot of damage as he did earlier this year. But it's like... Okay, I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. It's like, this is combat sports to a T. You know, when it's working for you, people love it. And then you lose or you lose a couple fights and everyone turns on you. Is is he the same... Is he the no Deontay Wilder's on some other shit? Is he the same person? <laughs> is he the same person that he's always been? Has he been consistent? And and now we're just saying it's not working for him. Like I mean, because if he's the same person, how can you fault him now? Well, it's got what got him here. No, I, I feel you with that one. I I think Tony Ferguson's thirty seven years old. I think that Tony Ferguson has taken a lot of damage. Even though the thing that made Tony Ferguson special is he has a special desire, a special will, and a special fucking chin. The older you get, fam, it's like that old Joe Rogan joke. His daughter got the mound of fucking marbles, and every time with his, his daughters just be taking the marbles and taking his manhood like it's a <laughs> mountain of manhood. Yeah, it's the same shit. That's how your chin is. Your chin is a mountain of motherfucking marbles. Every time you get tagged, some of the marbles go away. It's like your, your, your uh, Mario rings. Every time you get hit, rings are fucking flying out that's what's happening to tony ferguson at the end of the day joe you run out of your fucking rings Aldrich, Sergio, so you, yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead v. i mean you, we, we speak about if tony's done or not i know you are the first one to fucking tear my head off as soon as i say an mma fighter is done i mean what are your thoughts on this yeah that nigga's done son that nigga's good done done <laughs> and, and you don't want to it's been two fights is it not impossible is it not possible for him to have a comeback here's the thing you, you saw you saw you saw it going downhill those wins that he was winning he was pulling those wins out of his ass it, it was look at the Anthony Pettis fight he was getting dusted to Anthony Pettis fight his will he came on because his, his pressure his will keeps it coming I mean and here's another thing too MMA is just is a copycat league. Now people are starting to see, oh, that's what works against you? Bet. We'll see it. Not saying everybody can get it done, but I'm going to be honest with you. Tony's not beating anybody in that top six. 
Because you can get him Paul Felder right now. Paul Felder dusts his ass too. Oh, I don't know if Paul Felder would dust him. But tell him about dusting him. If he if can't he, get Paul Felder down, Paul Felder dusts his ass. Because Paul Felder would implement that same game plan that Justin Gaethje did, and Paul Felder can do it. That's, that's that's hard to say, but if Tony, because Tony went on a twelve fight winning streak in the lightweight division, that's big he's to 37 say. Thirty seven years that's, old, though. That's, it, it, that's my only thing. He's thirty seven, bro. It, it's if he just, can just switch the style a little bit and just fight a little bit smarter, because the pressure fighting, especially I in that weight that. division, is very risky, especially with the guys you have up there in that top five. It doesn't work all the time. And yes, he's got he's gotten rocked a lot of times. Even uh, yeah, he's been hurt a lot. Uh, Pettis has rocked him before. Cerrone even got him Cerrone in that fight as well. Him. Lando Venata rocked him like three times Ke- in that fight. Kevin Lee. He said, yeah, he's been taking Kev- a lot of damage. Oh, Rafael like, Dos Anjos. All yeah, of these guys hurt him badly. At some where point. he was like staggered in, in the fight and stuff, but it was his will. And here's the thing. We all know this. This fight sports. You keep getting hit in the face, bro, it takes something from you. And that fight, Khabib said it best. That fight with Justin Gaethje, man, that's a, he left a piece of his soul in there that night. I got a question for Aldrich. How the hell did Tony Ferguson not tap? Oh that my armor? God! Yes, bro. <laughs> my jiu-jitsu ace. What's up, brother? Are you tapping? Is that bravery or stupidity? First of all, insanity. that's fucking stupid. Insanity. That's the question. <laughs> Listen. I got caught. I'm still recovering from a hyperextended elbow being caught in the armbar. I managed to get out of it, but how tight? First of all, the way. Oliveira transitioned, oh just went from north-south, and had he was getting mount, he transferred north-south, and then the way he evolved into that arm bar out of the mount, and legit, as I'm watching, like, yo, your ligaments are fucked. Like, you better tap. Like, five more seconds, Tony was tapping, or you was going to hear something go crack, because I don't know how you find that arm bar. I'm tapping. Dude, he was I'm tapping. Here. He was screaming in there. there. You could hear it. Dude, mm-hmm. oh, I, I was sitting there at in my house, literally standing on the couch with my pillow over my face, screaming at the top of my lungs because I was like, I'm about to see this man get his arm snapped like a twig because you saw it coming. He, he had it set up. And I mean, yo, when you see the thumb go up, when I saw that and you saw Charles Oliveira turn that man's hand where you saw the thumb turn up, I'm like, oh, no. Oh no! It's about to happen. And then when he tucked it under his arm and started flexing, I'm like, I was like, I was like, oh my goodness. Well, for y'all, y'all may been grossed out. For me, I was like, this shit's beautiful. By the way, I said, I love this. Beautiful. It was. (laughs) It it really was. But again, I'm literally about because I was watching way back in the day when fucking Frank Mir snapped Tin Sylvia shit. That is not a good. I was watching. When Frank Mir snapped up Big Nog's shoulder, I was watching them live. And when you see somebody's joint get snapped up live like that, oh, it is an unsettling feeling, my brother. That shit is terrifying. It it, it don't look natural. <laughs> it doesn't no, look natural. Not at all. I, I don't know where Tony's going to go from here, but I just hope he gets some kind of a head coach for sure. I do too. Um, Real quick, before for we transition sure. from this one, um, yo, how impressed are you guys from Charles Oliveira? Want to go first? Whoever, I'll go. I'll go. Um, first and foremost, Charles Oliveira, man, we know where he had his up and downs at 145. But the moment he came to 155, he went on a tear. 
Nobody wanted to smoke with him. It was like everybody was avoiding because I keep hearing these conversations about Connor, Dustin, da da da. Who should fight next? I'm like, what the hell happened to Charles Oliveira? Like this man's on an eight fight win streak now, and um, he was supposed to fight Darius. Didn't work out. I got Ferguson. He came in. Everybody was like, all right, big moments. Oliveira is going to not show up. He said, fuck that. He pretty much dominated Tony. And now he's pretty much saying, hey, y'all can't run for me now. I'm here. So who wants smoke next? Or in fact, give me the title. Or I want Connor, the win between Connor and Poirier. So Oliveira has the potential to become the next champion. And Khabib decides to say, hey, one more fight. I say, you make that fight happen. I think Oliveira could give Tony, pro- I mean, could give Habib problems in a title fight. Yeah. And I, and I made a big mistake. And kudos to you, Serge, for calling out Charles Oliveira being a future champion. Uh, I, in his past, in any big kind of fight, <laughs> in any big kind of fight, he has like gone down and, and lost the fight. So I'm just like, okay, he's got a, one of his biggest fights of his career, the biggest fight of his career, honestly. And I'm like, you know what, Tony, I'll work him. There's no way Tony's going to come back from a fight like that. Charles proved me wrong. My God, I don't see where somebody can beat him. He's making weight. Body's in shape. His body's gotten bigger. His jujitsu is huge at that weight class too. Yeah, huge. His, his jujitsu is unbelievable. He's managed that in some his weight in some fashion, which is amazing for him. And I'm I'm looking in the top three, and I'm like, where is he going to lose? I don't see. He's one of those guys that where can he lose? <laughs> where can he lose? Because it used to be like, you know what? I'm going to knock Charles Oliveira. I'm going to go go in there with some beautiful striking, and he'll he'll tap at some point. Not anymore. Now he's coming at you. And he's now coming he, downhill. he can pick you up and put you on your back. That's terrifying. Dude, when I saw it, that, that's what threw me off. When he walked up to Tony Ferguson, literally walked him down, put his arm, just casually, like another day at the park, put his arm around his waist. Let's go for a ride, Tony. And put him on his ass, bro. I could not believe it. He literally he was big brothering Tony Ferguson. And here's the thing: Tony Ferguson is known for being gorilla strong. The fact that he was able to just bully him, he's a terrible matchup for everybody. And for those listening, also, um, yo, gentlemen, real quick, whoever got the dings and stuff going on, I'm sorry. It's like you can hear it. It's gonna be all in the recording. So whoever got a uh, like Sports Center going on in the background, I can hear. It. Oh, you can hear that. I, I want to hear it in my headphones. I'm sorry, that's me. Oh, I apologize. No, no worries at all. No worries at all. <laughs> I just letting you guys know. I just hear. I hear. Oh. In, 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 in. I was like, oh, what the hell? That's me. I was like, we on ESPN. <laughs> 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 let me turn um, but, that um, No, no worries at all. Uh, but I, w- I was gonna say this. Do you guys know those who are listening? Charles Oliveira. This is his first dis- time he's gone to a decision, win or lose. Since 2014, Charles Oliveira either gets finished or finishes you. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. This is his first decision since 2014. Think about that. Not enough people look at that for sure. And he, and he and any fight that you, you see him in, he's always going for it or at, at some point, and he might get knocked out. And that's why people look at him and just like, eh, we can get past him pretty fast, especially when he was at 145, which I feel like he was cutting too much weight. Way too much weight. It's the same thing that happened to Dustin Poirier. He's cutting too much weight. Now there are weight classes that they're actually comfortable. You know, and again, guys, you're talking about a dude who has the most submission wins in UFC history. And he got about like three at this point in time. It's crazy. He got 14 of them bitches. All right, uh, moving right along. We got a lot to get into still. Uh, B, you had a question about the uh, this fight card. You want to touch, touch on something real quick? Yeah, what can I? I've watched a couple fights now. What can I expect from my boy Kevin Holland? 
Oh, yo. oh, oh man, man. Okay, so here, I'll kick it off by saying this. I am a Kevin Holland fan. Kevin Holland is one of those dudes. He is a fighter through and through. Um, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I think he can be a champion one day as long as Adesanya is not there. That's how highly I think of him. I think he's that fucking good. The dude is a fucking monster. He knocked out Jacare Souza from his knees, fam. And then jumped on his chest like a spider monkey and kept punching him in his shit. Crazy. Um, Mystic, bro, what do you think? Please, continue. Let's talk about the smack man smacking some man the right mouth. there. They're calling him the I'm mouth. Like, for him to even go for guillotines against a guy like Jacare, Jacare is one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners ever in the history of MMA and jiu-jitsu, period. For him to yeah, attempt exactly. him, I'm glad you said he attempted a triangle, he attempted a guillotine. For him to do that against him shows you the confidence that Kevin Holland exudes. It's amazing to see. And just like Serge just said, knocking somebody out from your knees is something you don't practice. And, and, and there's just you don't practice that. It doesn't happen. He just went for it. He's very, very just like he has he's fun with it. Man. He goes in there and he's having fun. He was laying on his back and he's like, yo, I dreamt of this, which kind of threw Jacare off because you see Jacare like laughing too. And that throws him off. Kevin Holland, I promise you next year, we'll be fighting for a title. I, I agree, man. I agree. Yo, they're doing something now, Aldrich. Let me ask you this, bro. Being my jujitsu guy, um, how surprised were you and how good is Kevin Holland's jujitsu? His jujitsu surprised me. Here's why. Because you went against a highly decorated black belt in Jacare Souza, who is a multiple time champion in um, jujitsu as well, like uh, Mystic said. When he got taken down to the ground, I was like, he don't want to be there. But in fact, he was throwing up attacks, triangles. Uh, he went for Omoplata attempt. It was like, oh, all right, man. Like, you you worked on this. Like, because, and no disrespect to anybody. Everybody, it's people that call themselves black belts. And then there's black belts, like Oliveira. Jacare is I mean, that black belt. And black yeah, belt. Oliveira is that black belt. Yeah. Black belt. So the fact that he went against a highly decorated black belt and, you know, just how he was so composed on the ground. Because the main thing about jujitsu is you got to be learn how to remain calm in a, in a chaotic environment. So the fact that he remained calm and stuck to the plan, I was very impressed with his jujitsu and especially with his attacks. Absolutely, now, I, I, now we are getting here towards the end of the year. Would Kevin Holland be your fighter of the year? He's he lost it with a submission rear naked choke to Brandon Allen in October of 2019. Since all his fights have been in COVID, he's gone five and zero with four with four finishes in that time, all throughout COVID. Uh, I see Sir say no, and I've and I've I've, I've seen a couple of conversations about this because of the competition that he's fighting. If you put everything all together. For him to make weight five times in a matter of seven months, actually six times because one fight got canceled, for him to do that, to beat the guys that he's beating, I don't care what competition, it wasn't slouches because nobody in, in, in the UFC. No, not at all. He beat he be monsters. He beat he be legitimate badasses. Not many guys are fighting that amount of times no. in that amount, in that small period. That activity it's is hard. crazy. It's activity crazy. is crazy. It's yeah. hard but to gentlemen. say. That he's not fight of the year. I I, I want to hear who you get to say. It has <laughs> to be Davidson Figueroa. Uh, and the only reason we say Davidson Figueroa is for a couple different reasons, man. One, this is all championship level fights. Remember, he went technically he went four and zero during this year. You know what I'm saying? And we also he headlined two different pay per views, so he had the pressure 
of pretty much holding up two cards. He's at the top of the division. I mean, at the end of the day, you cannot knock that. He went out there, he won the belt, and he's defended the belt. And like I know we talked about it earlier, who saved the Fed, the flyweight division? It's Davis and Figueredo because people actually care about what he's doing and what he can actually do at that weight class. It has to be him because, again, it has to be the guy who's who's fighting at that level. It's a level thing. And and I think that dude is uh, he is one he is one B he's fucking honorable mention but in my humble opinion I gotta give it to the champ who fought his ass off damn near died the night before actually there was a lot there were so many people who did not make weight this year and for Kevin Holland to do it that many times I don't know there's just so many things that he does for me to have to give him that fight of the year because. Not that many people have done that in the. In the this oh, is the first nobody. time anybody has ever gone five and zero in a year, ever, Absolutely. and not even in a year in seven months. Since, that since is May. seven months since May. Since May. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable Nuts. and unheard of. And he was even down to fight this Saturday, and the UFC told him, "Calm down." He wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Hazmat. <laughs> yeah, he tried fight. And, look fight. and who's calling out Hazmat? Not that many people. No, no. Magni. No, I feel like there's a few people calling out. Hey, every Hazmat. black guy. Every yeah. black guy yeah, in the black UFC, guy. every <laughs> black guy in the UFC is called our cosmos. <laughs> I think, a, I think it's, it, it combat sports sometimes when like a, a guy that isn't black becomes good. Like the niggas got to test it out. Like yeah, I think yo. that's how it was with, with, with Triple G until Curtis Stevens got his ass smoked. Got smoked. And everybody was like, okay, okay. Yo, time what, what, you all remember Curtis Stevens? When, Kurt, when Curtis, that, that was the one, it was like a meme. When Curtis Stevenson got smoked by Triple G, he got hit. And he was in that motherfucker like, oh, 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 they, they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. But no, hey, dude is, dude is a monster. I love what they're doing. Um, uh, Real quick, honorable mentions also, obviously... Audric, you got one of them hopefully coming on your show very soon. That young man is a motherfucking monster. The kickboxing beast himself. Oh my God. The combination. What he did to Hen- uh, what Raphael did to, to Hen and Burrell, that should be illegal. Jesus. Um, that was nuts. But let, that, that would be my honorable mention. Any other honorable mention before we move on from uh, MMA? I got to give a shout out to my boy Cub Swanson. Woo! Killer Cub. Got to give love to Cub Swanson, man. Like ACL injury early in the year, then come back and you win KO against a tough guy in Pineda. Gotta give it a Cubs one. Against them, dude. I picked against Cub. That, that I got man. one too. Uh, Jan Blackwood's baby, Polish Power, won that championship, and they thought he was not going to win. They thought Dominic Reyes was going to wipe his ass with him because he fought a competitive fight against John Jones or beat John Jones, whichever way you want to look at it. But he went in there and he knocked him out. And second was that two rounds? That's pretty. That's very. Hey, he been he, he, that Polish power been knocking out a lot of people who haven't been paying attention. Absolutely, he, he, he's somebody who's serious, man. But all right, let, let's transition really quick, man. And everybody who's watching live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, man, thank you guys so much for joining us today on the show, episode two fifty two. We have our fight roundtable, gentlemen. Join me today, man. Thank you as always for joining me, man. We have the Guru B Cam. We got Mystic Black. We got Aldrick, my boys, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys. Um, all right. Boxing, the heavyweights is back in action, and uh, and we saw the return of Anthony Joshua. But in, in Guru, I'm gonna start with you with this one. This is one of the questions that I had because I was watching it, and Anthony Joshua, yes, it's been about a year, but last time we saw him, he fought it very, very differently, especially 
after he got his ass knocked the fuck out by Andy Ruiz. So he looked a little bit more reserved. He won, but is he different? Because he still even, he looked amazing. And I want everybody to know, he went out there, he, he knocked out Mr. Nasty, Captain Nasty. I don't even like acknowledging Captain Nasty. But, uh, you know, he, he knocked out Pulev. I don't know what happened to my boy Mystic, but I'm sure he'll be back. He, he, he got to uh, turn the sound off. He got to turn the But, um, oh, I heard him. Okay. Um, so we got Pulev. You know, he ended up knocking him out. And here's the thing. He looked amazing doing so. Okay. I, I want to start off with saying that he looked great doing so. Uh, but, Brandon, I want us to get, uh, get you your thoughts on this. Do you feel he is different? Is his style now different after him getting knocked out by Ruiz? Absolutely. Absolutely. Had it been the old Joshua, he would have went in there and tried to, you know, club Pulev in, inside of five rounds. And he probably would have done it. But now he's thinking a little bit more. He's a little bit different in that ring. And holy shit, have you ever seen a nigga that large throw a pull counter like that? Man, look, what, how great is that? <laughs> Bro, oh, like, maybe, actually, yes, I have. I, I've seen uh, um, uh, Lance Lewis. Okay, okay. Yeah, it I mean, was like... Another one. Only other one. It was like Mayweather walked in the building, dropped that little infinity stone in a gauntlet, and he was like, oh, I got I I, I can pull counter now. Straight up. Straight I can pull. up. And, and, and I was like, where did that come from? That's new. That's new. Very new. He jabbed, he jabbed a lot more. He was a lot yeah. patient, a lot more patient waiting on his opportunities. He let the fight come to him. Some people say maybe this is Klitschko 2.0. I'm not gonna go that far in terms of reinventing himself after a terrible knockout loss. And that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about like yeah. how good he is. They're talking about yeah. reinventing yourself after a terrible knockout loss, which is what happened to Klitschko. Yeah. But I mean, Joshua looked good. There's not much mm-hmm. to complain about. That jab was was working. You start to try to make styles and say, okay, this new Joshua, what is it going to fare against um, against a Tyson Fury? I'm I'm not necessarily sure yet, and we can talk about that. Yeah, let's say that, say Joshua, that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. So while, Joshua, while Joshua did look amazing, mm-hmm. one thing he is terribly missing, in my opinion, is his inside game. And that's where that's the difference in the fight where I say, you know, they're a ghost in his head. They're, as Teddy Atlas would say, they were a ghost in the attic. Like he, he remembers that Andy Ruiz lost. And that's not always a bad thing. But as a heavyweight, I do think you need to be able to do some form of inside fighting with Deontay Wilder probably being an exception to that. But with Anthony Joshua's style, I think it could benefit him to bang a little bit on the inside. Like you could take a few seconds on the inside and get out and get back on your jab. But he just completely goes crazy on the inside. He'll grab it. He just he'll just grab it. He won't even take the opportunity anymore. And that is something I'm not sure is how it's going to fare going forward with the way his feet look. Maybe he'll just dance around the world all night and take his opportunities and that'll be fine. That'd be fine. But I mean, for me, he looked great. I loved how he took his opportunities. Just would love to see maybe just a tad bit more of an inside game. Don't just be yeah. so quick to grab every single time you go on the inside. I, I'm with you, man. When I see that, when I saw him, I, I think he looked amazing. Some of those uppercuts he was catching, uh, catching Pulev with were beautiful. I mean, the angles. The, way he, the angles. I mean, he was be, being a man that that size, he was able to catch him with some of those angles and then turn off of him again and then fire another uppercut back up the middle. It was really a beautiful thing to watch, man. He is really, and, and I know we talk a little shit, and I know we've talked about shit about Anthony Joshua in the past on this show, but uh, but look, I. I talk shit, but he is one of the best I've ever seen. He he really is incredible, um, and uh, and he's again he's he's one of the upper echelon in the in the top of this weight class. But what makes him so compelling is that he has so many he has so many glaring weaknesses in his game. Like he can knock you out. Yes, he's 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 stylistically just amazing. But at the end of the day, he can be hurt, and that's something that's always going to make him entertaining to watch. Um, 
let me ask you guys this. And and I know we saw the fight and I think it was great, but gentlemen, the, the, this is the only thing we care about. Are we going to see Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury in 2021? Bob Arum says he's all about that life. Eddie Hearn says he is also. Aldrich, what you think is going to happen, man? Are we going to see this fight this year? Oh, we're definitely going to see that fight in 2021. Um, it's it's long overdue. I mean, before, you know, Fury took care of Wilder, there was, everybody was talking about these the three heavyweight juggernauts in this division. Like, who's going to fight Joshua? And everybody's like, he's ducking Fury. He's ducking Wilder. Well, it's a clear cut. I mean, depending how this third rematch goes between Wilder and um, Fury, we see about that. But I definitely think we see that fight. It's a good matchup. Um Definitely one for people in England. I mean, this is something crazy. I like to see this fight. Brandon, go ahead, bro. I think the the question is not will we see AJ versus Fury in 2021. I think the question is will we see AJ versus Fury next. Um, I believe the answer is yes. I've seen um, I've seen Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum be able to work together and get fights done before. As much as I like Al Heyman, it's usually when Al Heyman is involved where things get a little bit more difficult. But I have seen Eddie Hearn and um, and Bob Arum get it done before. I do not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. What we're not sure about is if this title, will be, if this this fight will be for the undisputed heavyweight championship. The WBO is sort of pulling some bullshit. They want to strip Anthony Joshua of the of some the title um, if he doesn't fight his mandatory, which would be uh, Usyk. But but however, if Usyk will take step aside money, which I do believe he will, I think Usyk needs a little should. bit more time to settle in at the heavyweight division. So, so so some more time, maybe a fight with Joe Joyce, and he's going to be guaranteed the winner of the two fights that will likely happen between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I think that's a good move for him because we saw his fight against Chisora. We both agree that, hey, he looked good, but he definitely needs more time to settle in at that weight. So I think he takes the time, takes a probably seven-figure step-aside fee, which will be that's expensive, good. but this fight is too but it's big. Worth it. and, it's and, worth but it. at the end of the day, who fucking cares? If, if the WBO doesn't want to be involved in this bout, then that's going to be on them. I think the fight will happen. I think Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn find a way to get it done. And we do see Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua, not just in 2021, but we see it next. What I'm hearing is that the fight is being targeted for May. Ooh. Uh, what you think, Mr. Kevin? Any thoughts on this one, man? Do you, you, you believe we'll also see this fight this upcoming year? I am one of the biggest fans of Tyson Fury. He is one of my favorite fighters to watch. I thought he would wipe his ass with Deontay Wilder the first time. I thought he would wipe his ass with Deontay Wilder the second time. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. The man is so good in the ring. His movement He's for great. guy is unbelievable. And I think if he fights Anthony Joshua, where's my toilet paper? He's going to wipe his ass with Anthony Joshua. Too <laughs> because Anthony Joshua, is, is, is he an amazing fighter? Yes, he is. But yes, he's. Absolutely. I hate seeing all this mandatory stuff and having to fight this one. When he, I'm not saying Pulev is a bad a bad boxer, but Pulev is a 40 year old man. I I, I don't want to see that. I didn't want to see it in the first place. I get it, mandatory. You got to do it. But yeah, give me AJ Fury, Wembley Stadium. Hopefully, COVID will be over and we get that stadium back. And I'm one of the biggest fighters of next year, boss. Man, yo, there, there's no way. Go ahead. No, no I'm about to say the the fans and the atmosphere in London is like no other. Those fights over there, bro, are fucking crazy. It just feels different. They start sweet singing Sweet Caroline and shit, bro. It's, it's a different fucking vibe out there, man. Bro, did you see AJ's entrance? You're talking about Wembley Stadium. Like, AJ's yeah. like the entrance guy, bro. He got yeah. a of all pyrotechnics. 
That's no, right. Like, it feel, uh, every time AJ fight? fights, it's like I'm, I'm watching Creed. Every time he fights. Fight this, past, this past weekend. What it was, was it at Wembley. It was at Wembley. Oh, it was Wembley. How yeah, many people were in the stadium? A thousand, no. I think. I, I'm not, was it at Wembley? It was like it a was thousand at, people in there. And they had a Wembley. dope package available. Yeah. They had a dope little package available. I saw it a little while back, like what came with the fight package and everything. Like it was a dope experience for the fans that were there. Um, yeah, because only a thousand people were allowed in. Yeah. And, and to your point about uh, Tyson Fury wash, wiping his ass with Anthony Joshua, I probably <laughs> will favor, favor Tyson Fury in that fight. But I do think for Anthony Joshua, a key to victory in that fight would be the inside game. And I think that the, the advantage that he has over a guy like Deontay Wilder is that Tyson Fury can see everything coming at him with Deontay Wilder because his, his, uh, his best punch is going to be the right cross. However, a lot of AJ's power is generated in his uppercuts. He loved those uppercuts, uppercuts that Tyson Fury had trouble with. He's susceptible to. And he was with in camp with Anthony Joshua back in 2010. And he's on interview saying that. So if he can't see those punches coming, that's the only thing that I could see derailing Tyson Fury in that fight, um, a fight that I would probably favor Tyson Fury in. But I do not see the, like a, a packed Wembley Stadium in the first half of 2021. I don't either. I don't either. But I hope, I hope we accept it. There's going to be a little crowd. Is there? And honestly, that I can't wait. That's the fight that needs to be made. Um, that's the the biggest fight in boxing right now, and and I absolutely love it. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, it? I'm looking at this. <laughs> one of the best comments ever. <laughs> Epic. This is like the perfect evolution of beards. I love how the best. That's great. Yo, everyone who is watching live right now on the show, everyone's watching live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. This is is our fight roundtable. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Real quick, man. uh, Before we, before let's try. I want to touch on a couple things, Brandon. Uh, there was some real notable wins uh, this weekend. I- I'm going to go down the list of each one of them, and I want to get all of your guys' thoughts on them. Um, bro, but I want to start off with my Puerto Rican brethren. One of, you know, saying, you, one of oh. your people from right around your motherfucking way. Matter of fact, Puerto, Puerto Rico is like, y'all got one and y'all lost one in the same on the same card. On the back same to back. card, back to back, bro. But look, I got to talk about my boy, Edgar Berlanga, 16-0. 16 first round KOs. And I'm telling you guys, if you have not, not had an opportunity to check this dude out, yo, he throws hammers. Hammers. But here's the thing about it, though. He's still extremely technical. He's a well-schooled fighter. This kid is the real fucking deal, man. Um, Bro, thoughts on Edgar Berlanga's performance, if you guys are able to check it out. I mean, it'd be, we can check it out right now. It's it's not long at all. He, <laughs> has, that six, on he, he has sixteen wins, all in the all in the first round. Which I'm not sure if that's the record. I, I I do think while he's looked amazing thus far, he doesn't look like a guy that's just bringing a bunch of power. He does look to be technically sound as well. To Sergio's point, he, he's getting a bit too obsessed with the with the first round streak. I want to see him get some rounds in. I want to see him get a little bit more experience because eventually the competition, while he's been stepping up in competition, he's going to take a step where it won't just be in the first round. And when a guy doesn't go down on that first shot, I want to see how he reacts. And I I do expect him to react well. You know, my guy is from Brooklyn. I know he's Puerto Rican, but we claiming him in Brooklyn. Um, you should uh, claim his yeah. ass. He's I mean, we got, a, we, we got a couple Brooklyn fighters Brooklyn. on here. We, you know, you know, um, hey, real quick, and real quick, Jeff, I want to take a real time up. Um, yo, 
Mystic, I know you got to get out of here real quick, my brother. But um, yo, I got to say thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. Always a pleasure. Dude, continue killing it. If you guys haven't checked it out, some of your fucking uh, recent interviews, amazing, my brother. Doing amazing work out there, man. Keep it up. Blessings, guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Definitely be on here again. And one thing before I go, Kevin Holland's the fight of the year. Smack man, Whoa. bitch. <laughs> Yo, low key, I think his his advice just died. I don't even think he actually meant to cut off like that. But it was a perfect exit. I lo- I love it. Let's I thought it you like did that. it. <laughs> Which made it funny. I was like, oh, uh, no. I hope you don't think I did it. That was even worse. I didn't even touch nothing. Um, what's it called? Kevin Holland yeah. fight of the year. Nope. No, man. You gotta get out of here with that shit. No, it wasn't even me. I turned around. My man's just gone. It look, it look, y'all even see it. Just so he sees it, just in case he's listening still. Device is not connected. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't hang up. All right. Um, no, always a pleasure to have my man's on the show. Uh, but Edgar's a motherfucker, bro. He went out there, did his thing. Also big on the show. Actually, I begged, I begged my boy not to take the bet. I think the 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 bet was like uh a, a 1.5 round. I said, bro, like statistically, he has not been out of the first round. Maybe you don't take that bet because it's more likely to happen than not. Took the bet. Sorry. My, my man like losing money. I don't know, man. It's not a good look. Uh, <laughs> but look, great fight. But at the end now, uh, also uh, fought, fought that night. Shakur Stevenson went out there, had a dominant win. Um, I, I only think he would, he could have done differently. Only thing I think he could have done better in his fight was get a finish. Um, gentlemen, any any thoughts on Shakur Stevenson? Shakur um, Stevenson. Oh, Go to ahead. my knowledge, like Shakur Stevenson, um, I've seen like I managed to see a couple of his fights. I mean, he's still up and coming, but this kid's talented. Like Badass. he he keeps developing the way he does. He's going to be a problem for a lot of people. He's still rising, so I'm very impressed with him. I mean, it's somebody to definitely look out for. Absolutely. Per- personally, I do not think Shakur Stevenson is up and coming. Shakur Stevenson is here. Of the l- little young bunch in boxing, of the of the of the lightweights and the super super featherweights, Shakur Stevenson was there first. He was the first one to be- to win a belt, and he's established with his Olympic pedigree. He's continued to look amazing. He is ready for those uh, for those shots. He wants the winner of the I believe February twentieth. Are we are we talking February twentieth fight super with Miguel Burchell and, and Oscar Bar- and Oscar Valdez? He does want the winner of that fight. He is here. He looks great he is ready for the top competition of that division including tank davis who i'd probably take him uh and i probably take shakur stevenson in a fight against tank davis there's a i would absolutely take him over over tank davis it wouldn't even be to me it's an even it's a no-brainer and i i I, he he is here his defense is great it's no wasted motion he's gaining a little bit more power especially with the additional four pounds that he's able to cap carry now he's still very young so he still has some power to maybe develop but i don't think he's not ever going to be a killer he's not ever going to be a crusher but his skill his boxing iq that's what makes him beautiful to watch and he wasn't the only break people yeah i mean he'll break people with with his the 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 type of precision and it's going to be loma-esque in the way that i think we're going to start seeing him develop the style that they're going to be you're going to start seeing people quit when they fight him, they're just going to be just getting beat up and not be able to do it. They're just going to get so frustrated. They're going to be like, no more. I don't want this shit no more. I think he has that mm-hmm. abilities, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you you say that because on, on Saturday, he fought a fighter who wasn't expected to do much against him. In, um, and that was uh, Toka Khan Clary. He wasn't expected to do much, but the fight against Joe Gonzalez looked the same way. And Joe Gonzalez is a tough fighter. I think yep. guys like Miguel Burchell, he will make, he will make them look the same. And I, I, Miguel Burchell is a dog, 
But I, I don't expect these guys to come out on top against Shakur Stevenson. The young gun put on a great performance on Saturday. Um, also, same weight class, uh, Chris Colbert looks fucking good, too. We're out here looking fly with the, the, the funky haircut and the funky gloves. I ain't mad at him. My man went out there and put on a fucking show. He put on a show. And if you have not heard his name, I picked him to be prospect of the year this year. Kobe derailed that. I would probably pick him again next year for prospect of the year if Kobe didn't derail this year. He looked great. He's ready for the top guys in the division. And man, what an old, like so much talent between 130 and 140 pound divisions. What would a fight between Brooklyn and Newark look like? Because Chris Colbert's right, right there out of Brooklyn. What would a fight between Newark and Baltimore look like? And Brooklyn and Baltimore. All these great Northeast fights that are able to be made. And Chris Colbert, he he was blazing. 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 And he's a showman. Fighting with his hands, fighting with his hands, hands down. With, down. You know, sometimes it's irresponsible, but he looked good. He's fun. To, he's, he's fun to watch. He did get the finish, so maybe you can give his performance a, a little bit of an edge over Stevenson. But these guys are all ready. They're ready for the big fights, and I want to see them now. Ooh, I, I love it, man. And boxing, I, I, I feel like I keep arguing with people. Um, boxing is in a very good place. You know, it really is. Now, if we're talking about who had a better year, MMA or boxing, it's not even close. MMA beat that ass, but. Boxing is in a very good place, and it is set up for a few years to come. I love what I'm seeing from boxing right now. Um, let's stick with boxing, gentlemen. Wait, this weekend, can, can we can we stay on on on? We cannot, and I, I know I know we're probably running on time. We cannot not talk about the Felix Verdejo, uh, Masahiro Nakatami fight. I probably fucked up one of their names, if not both of them. But but they're calling that they're, they're calling that a candidate for fight of the year. Maybe Man. not the fight of the year, but it was definitely a candidate for fight right. of the year. Have you gotten a chance to watch the surge? Uh, I saw. I haven't finished it. I, I was watching it before we got here. I mean, in the beginning. And, and, it, it was, it, and if you haven't fight, if you had, and if you haven't finished it, you'd probably be surprised to hear that Ferdehau got knocked out. I mean, he was dominating the fight early on. He puts Nakatami down in the first round, and then again in the fourth. Then again in the fourth heart, round, Nak- Nakatami stayed consistent. He was getting dominated for large parts of that fight. And then maybe in the sixth or seventh round, he catches for Dayhow, and he was never the same after that. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm messing up, messing up Felix's name. He was never the same. He then stops, stops him in the ninth, and it it, it really sucked to see that because I know Serge, Serge is with me. We watched Felix come up. We thought he was really next for Puerto Rico, and then he got in that motorcycle accident. If you're a fighter, we agree, stay away from motorcycles. Stay away from motorcycles, man. He got in that motorcycle accident, and he had some commitment issues, and he was never really the same after that. He sounds like he's recommitted to the sport, but down. On the stretch, it's something about these late round TKOs. I don't know if his chin doesn't carry, if he has fatigue issues, but he just can't make it down the stretch. And he looks so good early. I think maybe he could have gone to the He's body. A front he, he was he was He's jabbing to the body. A front runner, unfortunately. I mean, I think that's what we're noticing. Uh, he's one of those guys that, and and in Alger, we've seen a lot of guys like this in MMA. As you know, what I'm saying it's like I think Connor's kind of fixed some of those issues with himself because I think he's just a little bit more dynamic, but. We get an MMA also, you get, but he's one of those guys that he's super fucking talented. But man, it seems like when the going gets tough, man, it, ever at least after his accident, he hasn't been able to change that gear. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing I've noticed with Buddy. Now listen, there, there, there's not enough that can be said about our boy Nakatami. Nakatami is a badass. If, if you are, if you are having a party, like by round five. I'm thinking of all the fights that could be made in the 130 pound division. Felix about to win this fight either by a knockout or decision. I'm like, man, what would he look like against Tiafimo? And then the fight gets stopped. But like, look, if you plan in a party, if you plan on having a coming out party 
hey, Nakatami's here to spoil that. He's 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 sent out there to be slaughtered against Tiafimo Lopez. Oh, oh hey, wait, we're we, we gonna make this fight competitive. He's he's sent out there to be slaughtered against Felix Verdejo after having his orbital no, bone. Dude, dude is a dude is a beast, man. He's after having tough. his, his yeah. orbital bone broken against Tiafimo Tiafimo Lopez. He wins the fight, breaks his orbital bone again, but he didn't quit. He finished. No. He, he got the finish, and I think Tiafimo wins because that's a win in his resume that now ages well. Now he ages goes Nakatami, Comey, and Lomachenko. That's yeah, vicious. That's, that's great. That's, yeah, it, it's great for him, and uh, and I think Nakatami is somebody that. I think when he, when he fought uh, Teofimo, I think a lot of us knew he was tough after that, but we didn't know. And like I said, that's just aging amazingly now. Um, all right, uh, let's talk about this quick, man, because I think this is interesting. This is by far the biggest fight of the weekend. Yes, we do have, uh, you know, Jeff Neal and and, uh, and Wonderboy Thompson fighting this weekend, but I think we could all agree, anytime Canelo Alvarez fights, he is the number one fight of the weekend, no matter who the fuck is fighting, unless it's McGregor, let's be honest. Um Canelo Alvarez is fighting Smith, man. This is going to be an amazing fight. Smith, I think a lot of people are, are underestimating in this one. Um, I know I'm not. Gentlemen, what do you, Aldrich, I'll start with you. What do you think about this fight, man, in this matchup? Oh, man. Uh, like you say, anytime Canelo fights, uh, it's definitely something to see. Um, I don't know much about the other gentleman, but Canelo, I know, man, the way he has, his career has just elevated. He has he is a problem, Badass, especially with man. his he's wars cool. with Triple G. So I mean, he's going he gonna, he gonna do his thing. <laughs> man, Brandon, I, you know what? And I'm gonna be honest, with you, I, 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 I agree with you, but I, I, something tells me, Brandon, me and you are gonna be on the same wavelength with this one. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I, I, we, and here's the thing, people, we haven't even talked about our picks yet. I just something tells me, Brandon. What, what what are your thoughts on this fight? How are you going to go? And what's your pick? They have Callum Smith at, what is it, plus 400? Yep. I'm not going to make a pick here, but I'm going to tell you those odds are way too wide. They're way too high. If, if you want to put your money down for this weekend, that might be a good bet for you to make. And I, I know, Aldrich, you probably didn't see the picks. Have you seen the face-off? Uh, yes, I did. Smith has a two seven feet and a half. on him. Yeah, <laughs> Canelo is actually fighting the Empire State Building this weekend. Dog, it looks <laughs> just uh, or or at least the London Bridge. He's definitely fighting that because yo, the height difference. Yo, Brandon posted on here. If you guys check out B Cam, uh, you guys see it right there. B Cam two M's thirteen. Check him out on IG. But on, on his story today, he had a picture of Rocky in in Drago. And there's this crazy height difference with a picture of Rocky and Drago from the 80s. When I tell you it is a bigger height difference between Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Smith, it is this size difference. They don't even look. It looks like two totally different fucking weight classes. It is crazy. Now, it, it is absolutely it's a, it's a seven and a half inch it's seven or, or seven, seven and a half. Both. Same thing. Seven and a seven and a half inch uh, height and reach advantage. So they're Crazy. technically they're they, they, so they're built the same, just just one seven inches taller. <laughs> yeah, literally. However, mm. we know Canelo loves to go to that body like it's body. got Andy and John. And and now we know Smith didn't what, have. Was, his that, was that a Mexican pinata joke? Is that what that was? I mean, it was a pinata joke. <laughs> Nothing to do with Mexicans. <laughs> but if it applies, and it does here. He, 
He loves his pinatas. It is his, his pinata is the body, and he will take it for all the take fucking candy that is got. We've seen Canelo's training videos all year. I don't think he's throwing a hook to the head all year. He's been throwing. He's throwing throwing, I don't think he's throwing a straight punch all year. All I've seen is just body punches, body <laughs> shots. And what what does that hype bring? A very very long torso. Now a, 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 a huge target. And we saw what, it look, what he looked like against Rocky Fielding. Now, Callum Smith knocked out Rocky Fielding in the first round. We can't compare the two fighters. But he did have a little bit of issue. He, he had a bit, a bit of issues getting the distance right against John Ryder. If he isn't able to get that distance right against Canelo and he allows Canelo to get in that jab, look, we, we could be in for, for a short night and he could finish him just like he finished, it, finished his younger brother or his, his older brother a few years back. I think that was 2016. Yep. I, it's going to be a very, very good fight. And I know the American audience isn't that familiar with Callum Smith, but he is a great fighter. He is undefeated. He won the World Series of, of, of Boxing um, for the Super or for, for the super Junior. Series, I guess, yeah. Super, super middleweight, super middleweight division. He's legit. And he has a very, this is Canelo's toughest, toughest fight since probably Triple G won. I mean, this is, and I mean, you can even through that, like, I don't even know, like, I, I, that was a 50-50 fight. Triple G did not have this height. The height difference you, is ridiculous. You can't, you can't make up size. This size difference is actually pretty big. Like, I always knew it was going to be a tough fight. You know what I mean? I knew it was going to be a tough fight. <laughs> I'm being honest with you guys. If I'm putting money on this, I'm putting money on Smith. And, and the reason I say that is because Yo, we're talking about him like he's not a scrub, people. Just like we saw with Lomachenko, it gets to a point in time where even if you're the more skilled little guy, and we see throughout history, a lot of times the more skilled little guy loses to the, the skilled big guy. He's not just some big schlub who's just kind of moving around. He has hands. He has feet. He has power in both hands. Dude is a monster. Uh, look, and, and here's the thing. I say that with Canelo being one of my favorite, if not my favorite in the game. I love Canelo. Our, our, and our I love, yeah, exactly. He's, we talk about, we talk so highly about Canelo. I love Canelo. Canelo is my number one pound for pound in the game. All that being said, dog, man, I, some, man something just tells me this is a perfect setup for Smith or, he, I mean, he's going to be a, if he, if he can't be a body snatcher, he, it's going to be a long fucking night. I mean, I, Smith has to be able to work his jab. He has to be able to keep Canelo at distance. And Canelo's going to be great with his head movement. And he does this thing he when he boxes. He, he's going to edge his front foot, front foot forward. He leans on, leans on his back foot. As soon as his front foot gets in range, he leans forward. And now he's in attack mode because now that means he's in, he's in range. We've seen him do it every single fight. Time he's time handled time. Tall, fighters, tall fighters before. But tall fighters are different than Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith is tower, towering over him. And I, I would not be surprised if Callum Smith was able to get a decision win, maybe a knockout. I mean, I, I've never seen Canelo hurt, but I mean, I've never, I've never been scared for Canelo like I am this weekend. And this is the first time I can legitimately say I'm worried for Canelo. This is the first time since, damn. Actually worried. Uh, I've never been worried. This is the first never. time I'm actually worried. Like this is like this is a dude who might be able to hurt him. Like seriously. It, it so that, that's how I feel about it. Um. Uh, any final thoughts on this one, gentlemen? We got to close it up uh, real quick. I do want to touch on, um, yo, UFC this weekend. Does Steve, is Steven Wonderboy Thompson done or is Neil going to be that new hot shit in the welterweight division? What you think? 
Oh man, Wonder Boy is far from done. You saw he did the Vicente Luque. He's gonna be a problem for Jeff wow. Neal. But Jeff Neal is a problem coming up in that one seventy division. He's another dude nobody wants to talk about or fight. So the fact Wonder Boy is ready to scrap with him, it's gonna be definitely a good fight. Um Jeff Neal has to bring that pressure. He has to he has to work his hands because Wonder Boy is a good range fighter. And when he gets going, especially yeah, especially with them kicks. If you cannot stop this man's arsenal and kicks with his karate background and his kickboxing background, it's gonna be a long night for Jeff Neal. Facts, facts. No, I got. I think I got. Uh, I got Jeff Neal. I'm going with my with my brother. I'm going with Hands of Stone, just because. Uh, I root for everybody black. So uh, <laughs> we'll rock with him. I manage, bro. <laughs> but, I manage but, you, bro. I manage All jokes aside, Jeff Neal is that fucking dude. He's that talented, and I think it's just his time. I generally believe it's his time. Um, this is going to be a good one. Gentlemen, before we get you guys out of here, any other matchups that you guys would like to uh, just highlight this weekend? Absolutely. Um, this Friday on the zone, don't miss the return of Triple G. Triple G, has been a, a, he's still on most people's pound-for-pound pound list. He will be making, a, um, I believe, a mandatory title defense against Camille Zarameda. Uh, the undefeated Camille Zaramedas, who's 21 and 0, only five knockouts, so he's not bringing knockout power to the table, but he's a decent fighter. And after what happened with Triple G and Sergey Derevchenko, where the fight was a lot closer than a lot of people expected, and that was actually the first time that we've ever seen Triple G get hurt, I, it, it's a good measuring stick for where Triple G is and where he needs to go next. Uh, definitely something that, that you guys shouldn't miss. That is this Friday on the zone, this Saturday on Showtime. Also, do not miss our boy. Uh, we, we believe he's one of the top prospects in boss, boxing, taking another step up in competition. That is Jerron Boots Ennis, the Welsh out, out of Philadelphia. He will be fighting Chris Van Herden, a guy who's been in there with the likes of Errol Spence. So it'll be a good measuring stick for where he is at this point. Um, for if he's, we think he's ready for the top competition, uh, we'll, we'll get to see it in action this Saturday. So I'm really nice. probably one of the most fights I'm most excited for this weekend. Cause I I'm a big fan of boots. Nice. Aldrick, anything you got looking forward to this weekend? Oh man. Um, Jose Aldo versus Chito Vera. Oh, that's going to be a nice one. You gotta watch. And that's also Mar- stuff, yeah. former champion, also- Marlon Vera just, just beat up, uh, you know, the UFC's, you know, up and coming kid. I mean, it's, this is a very good fight. <laughs> Yep, and also look out for Rob Font is getting a big tough test of competition against Marlon Marias. So look out for those two matchups on this weekend's card. Beautiful. Those are great, man. It's a lot of good fights this weekend, man. But yo, with that being said, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, man. It's been a good time. Um, real quick, Aldrich, brother, where can they find you, bro? You guys can find us at the Fight Dialogue, which is right here. You can uh, find us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, also on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, and we also have our Patreon, so make sure you guys check us out on there. Hey. Uh, but also, um, thank you for having us on, having me on the show. Um, appreciate man. you guys. Big fan of you guys' show. You guys make sure you come check it out. They talk everything culture wise, MMA, boxing. This is why I come from boxing. I it's like to learn. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> make sure you guys check them out and subscribe to them as well. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Be can, brother. Thank you as always, man. Where can they find you, my man? Appreciate you having me per the usual. You can find me on Instagram at BCAM13. That is BCAM with two M's and uh, the number is one three. And on Twitter at BCAM. Thanks. There it is, man. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys. Everyone's tuning in live on Facebook, 
on uh, YouTube, on uh, Twitch. Thank you guys so much for paying attention today, man. Uh, this has been episode 252 of the Greatest Combat Sports and Culture Show in the Italian Universe of the Fight Podcast. From my guest, uh, Mystic Black, Fight Dialogue, B-Cam. Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, we'll see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out. If I can figure out this button.